Baker Mayfield is in the driver's seat to be the Buccaneers' starting quarterback, and it may just be the best free agent quarterback signing in the league this year. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. You always get the latest episodes when they drop. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. Joined by my Wednesday partner in crime, one Mr. Evan Klosky of 10 Tampa Bay. And of course, you can follow all the action on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at E. Klosky, WTSP. Evan tells you what his highest priorities are in the draft in a reaction to David and my power rankings on Monday. That's coming up a little bit later. But first, we need to talk about Baker Mayfield because... Two weeks in a row, we talked about Lamar Jackson. That didn't work out. Yeah, how did that go? How, do you, uh, how, did, it, how did that go? It went beautifully. There, there are things that, that transpired, but <laughs> this is the first time you've been on the show since the signing of Baker Mayfield, and he's most likely the Buccaneers' starting quarterback in the upcoming season. So David spoke about Baker's meeting with the media on uh, yesterday's episode, but since this is the first opportunity you've had to react to the news, uh, when he spoke to the media on Monday, Baker pointed out that last season didn't humble him. He's still a confident player. He pointed out that last year he didn't arrive to the Panthers until training camp, which I continuously said leading up to the free agent period that I don't really think he got a fair shake in Carolina, uh, and I don't think that's you know being soft on on the situation but he you know now he gets the full off season to prepare to get to know the team he also kept calling back to the full off season he had in 2020 when he ended up with 26 touchdowns and eight interceptions the browns went 11 and 5 won their first playoff game since 1994 so is that the kind of baker mayfield that you think the bucks are going to get under a dave canales offense or is it going to be more like the 27 touchdown 14 interception the 17 touchdown 13 interception iterations of baker that we have also seen yeah i mean i would be uh, i'm right there in the middle okay because on one hand to say that baker is going to suck i would say you know, stop being, you know, pessimistic. Like, come on, can we give the guy a shot? Like, as you mentioned, you know, he had a significant injury his last year in Cleveland. He then spent the entire offseason, Carolina, L.A. Ram. He just he hasn't been settled into an offseason program in a while. But to, to say that I'm like, yo, Baker's the next Geno. This is the reclamation project. I, I just don't know from there. I, I made the comparison on air the other night this very well could be the Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jameis Winston type situation where if you remember the Bucks went out to what, a 2-0 start or 
you know, three, whatever they two and oh, three and oh, whatever it was with, with Fitzpatrick. We all went crazy. The town was buying beards and, and it's magical. Uh, oh my God. It was, it was a tremendous time in our lives. But then after the first month, the magic wore off and all of a sudden we get Jameis again and we throw him into the fire and we start playing back and forth. Uh, the rest of the season, you know, I, I can totally see Baker getting inserted into a new look offense that that people can look at Seattle, but they don't really know what Dave Canales is going to do. I thought it was very interesting what Baker said with Canales saying, talking to him briefly, he is a guy who's going to mold the offense with the talent, not mm-hmm. force feed the offense, his playbook. So to me, those are always the best coaches, yes. right? There are, there are coaches who say, this is my system. This is how we're going to run it. And then there are guys who realize this is what I got. And I got to, I got to figure out how to make the pieces work. You see it all the time in, in college football, those co- coaches who figure it out what the pieces they have, they emerge onto bigger and better things in the profession. But uh, kind of going back to your, to your question, I, I, I am, cautiously optimistic. I, I don't think that Baker is going to be this fantastic thing. I also think that he is tremendous value at what the Bucks got, not only like monetarily wise, it's a one-year deal. There are zero strings attached. If he reaches the incentives, great. The Bucks had a, a wonderful season by preseason expectations. I mean, if he hits that, like, I think all fans will be happy. I think the organization, the front office will be happy. And if he doesn't, who cares? Right. I mean, like, you know, so it didn't work out and we got to see Kyle Trask for an extended period of time, which then probably leads you into a crappy season, which then leads you into maybe, um, Caleb Williams, uh, Derek may, you know, a Drake may all those, um, Bo Nix. Yeah, I mean, there there is a better QB crop yeah. next year, in my opinion, than this year. So I'm I'm all for that, in in my opinion. So, um, yeah, that's that's just, that's kind of how I feel about the Baker situation. The number one takeaway I had though was he was humble, affable, and really didn't play any games. He wasn't mm-hmm. here with a big old chip on his shoulder. He says that he's grown up a lot. If you think he's still the same 23-year-old that came out of Oklahoma, then you haven't been following him much. You know, he emphasized he's a great teammate. These are things that we we have heard from former teammates, guys in Carolina, guys in L.A., guys in Cleveland. I mean, they they loved Baker. Mm-hmm. Like, just the, I don't think he's the antics kind of guy, and I would go – to anybody out there who still thinks that, you know, imagine you as a, a 22, 23-year-old, and then imagine you as a 28, a 27, 28, 29-year-old, and think about the growth that you did as an individual during that time period. I think that's that's kind of where everything turns, uh, going from college to to real life and and whatnot. So the the everything remains to be seen, but Baker Mayfield almost certainly will be the day one starter and Todd Bowles will almost certainly have a tight leash on him because they will throw Kyle Trask into the fire to see what he can do if Baker isn't performing up to snuff in the first handful of games. Well, and you you take a look at the free agency landscape, right? Derek Carr gets four years, 150 million. Daniel Jones inexplicably 
gets four years, 160 million. Jimmy G, three years, uh, just under 73 million. Even Andy Dalton and Jared Stidham getting two years, $10 million. And Baker is as accomplished uh, when you take a look at postseason success as Derek Carr or as Daniel Jones. Pretty much all of them have about a two to one touchdown to interception ratio. All of them are, you know, between 60 and 65% completion percentage. Um, you know, and Daniel Jones in, in one fewer season has 40 fewer touchdown passes than Baker Mayfield and is, again, inexplicably somehow uh, getting $160 million. Not all guaranteed, but still. Yeah, that, you know, way, a, lot of that's, a lot of that's fluff money, but way too much money uh, for Daniel Jones. So real simple question, Evan. Do the Buccaneers get the best deal on the quarterback market getting Baker for under $5 million guaranteed when basically similar players are pulling in $30, $40 million a year now? Uh, arguably, yes. I, I would probably say yes. I mean, we'll see what happens with Lamar Jackson if he ever gets traded for two first-round picks because I don't care what the deal is. I, that's a steal. Uh, yeah. got, you know, franchise quarterbacks don't grow on trees, and if – Baltimore is going to be stubborn with that and let him walk away. Then, you know, we can revisit it. But from a value standpoint and where the Bucks are with their cap situation, it is hard to imagine that they could have done any better than what they did in Baker Mayfield. And I think at least there is a ceiling with Baker. This is also very clearly his last opportunity in the NFL. So as a starter, that is. Um, sure. So it. It is a it's sort of an arranged marriage because the the Buccaneers need somebody who can compete on a cheap price and Baker needs a team to give him one more shot and it worked hand in hand. So help me help you. And hopefully it it works to everyone's benefit. What what that uh what that ceiling is, uh, I'm not hundred percent sure, but you know. I am very intrigued to see Baker Mayfield go through an entire offseason program. That that does intrigue me. People helping people, it's a beautiful thing. By the way, fun fact, Baker Mayfield undefeated against the New Orleans Saints. The Buccaneers have plenty of roster holes left to fill. Uh, so what remaining free agents should they go after? That is coming up next here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. And if you don't know what to bet on, pick a game, ask me, do the opposite of what I say, and you will win. 100% guarantee. Yep. Don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. We are having ourselves a grand old time here on WTSP Wednesday. And the Buccaneers made a few signings through the first week of free agency with outside additions like Baker Mayfield, who we just talked about. You got Greg Gaines also coming over from Los Angeles. Baker talked about his first interaction with Greg in the Los Angeles locker room, and he's really excited to be a teammate with him once again. Then Chase Edmonds coming in to help the uh, the stable of running backs there. There was only Rashad White and Keyshawn Vaughn. So you, know, you have one more. You expect the Buccaneers to still address that position uh, either in the draft or free agency, but there are plenty of holes to fill on this roster. So, Evan, the Buccaneers have done some great bargain bin shopping. They are going on a Black Friday, Cyber Monday bonanza with these deals. So what are some other potential bargain signings you could or you would like to see the Buccaneers make? Yeah, you know, first off, let's start with people you can bring back. Because um, I think William Golston, though not an explosive player, is a, a tremendous veteran, been around Tampa a long time, knows the, uh, the Todd Bowles system. He's somebody I think that's important. If you're going younger and you're infusing talent, and I'm assuming you're going to bring in a young guy at that position, having a guy like him to help you out, that, that's important in the room. To the same degree, Carl Nassib. I thought he showed flashes last year of, of impact ability. He got, he got hurt there towards the end of the year, but you know, I, I, I have no problems with him either. They, they need rushers. They need depth. So that's a position of need. Uh, Keanu Neal on the cheap. I bring back. I doubt that Logan Ryan's going to want to come back to a non simple situation, but he's again, a, another good depth piece. So, First, you got to look internally of these guys, and I don't think a lot of them are going to cost too much. You know, Lo- Logan Ryan might be if he wants a little bit more than it is what it is. Thank you for for coming on last year. Um, I'm a little bit interested in trying to find uh, a speed receiver to compete with Scotty Miller. Uh, you know, if you if you do bring back Scotty. Uh, they, they need somebody to stretch the field mm-hmm. in some regard and provide some sort of explosiveness. Um, and not that Dante Pettis is a sexy name, certainly, uh, certainly not. But I, I think going back to his college days at UW, he has great size, great speed in that package. I'm just wondering if you can unlatch something there again, very cheap. I don't even know if he would make the team, but he's someone that I would bring in. I would love to see, see what that looks like. Um, Another guy is Jason Verrett. Uh, He constantly injured towards Achilles last year after coming back from another injury. Hey, let's bring you in. You have no rush to come back. Let's let's ease you into this situation. You'll be depth behind Jamel and Carlton. As I've always said, Carlton has never played a full season. You're probably going to find some time if Carlton gets banged up towards the middle of the year. And you can kind of 
get yourself back into the groove. I would also try to bring Jason Verrett into a deal where you have an option to bring him back um, into 2024. So again, the, like I, they need depth on defense all the way around. So I'm just curious if there's ways to say, Hey, let's bring you in on a rebuilding year, get you into good shape and try, try to maybe get a, a cheap year in 2024 out of him providing depth again. And, and maybe you got something there. Maybe, you know, you can work out uh, a thing where he has no pressure to necessarily rush back to the field. The, my, my last options, and these aren't necessarily bargain shopping, but I want to throw it out there. If this team is truly committed to winning now, like they say they are in just a, in a different way. Um, what is going on with Jadavian Clowney? How much is he going to cost? Because they need somebody who can put pressure on the quarterback. And Shaq Barrett, coming back from a torn Achilles as well, he says that he's going to be ready game one. But will he be ready? You know, like Chris Godwin was ready game one. Mm -hmm. He wasn't Chris Godwin for Not a yet, while. No. And he wasn't really Chris Godwin all of last season, at least in terms of separation. I mean, the guy caught a lot of balls, but some – Analytical stats were not in his favor. So I think, you know, I'm excited for Chris to get a full offseason. But Clowney, I, 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 you know, we're bringing Baker in on a prove a deal. We'll bring you on a prove a deal with incentives. And, you know, here's, you know, I think he made 10 million guaranteed last year. We'll give you 5 million guaranteed with the ability to earn another four. In incentives, another, you know, even if you went up to five and like, you know, some of the earning that would be tough, but, you know, uh, that would be something to consider for a team that struggles to get sacks. He's an imposing figure. His motor runs very hot and cold. There's a reason why a talented player like him has bounced around a little bit. Uh, I don't know how uh, great he is. Uh, or how much love he has for the game, I think, has always been the knock for him. I haven't covered him, so I can't really comment on that. I'm just reading the tea leaves of right. not bringing him back. The Texans didn't really try to bring him back. So just a thought. Um, Chris Wormley is another thought, um, just again to provide some more beef on the defensive line. He might be a little bit too pricey, but just worth a call. And then somebody, if you wanted to maybe work out, if you, could, if you couldn't find anyone in the draft or you want to step away from it in the draft this year and try to finagle some funds to make it happen, offering Frank Clark a two-year $25 million contract. I don't hate that. To again, provide some thunder off the edge because it just, I mean, Shaq, I understand you're paying Shaq a lot of money. You want to give Joe Tryonchenka a lot of time either. First off, you need to cycle these players in and out. There's no way that Shaq is going to be able to log like 70% snaps this season. It's going to be 
by the end of the season, hopefully, but like you, he's really going to be like probably like 20, 30, 40, and that's going to be like a long progression. So these are guys that you have to consider. And let's say that Shaq Barrett isn't himself. Frank Clark could be insurance next year if you need to possibly go in a different direction, take a hit, and maybe you find Frank to be a little bit, you know, less of a of a payment, even though you're going to lose money regardless on the deal. He's just a guy that I like, and, and it, I don't think the Buccaneers can be successful at all without adding anyone to the edges who can freaking get to the QB without Bowles having to expose his entire secondary because right. he's got to send everyone on a blitz. Like we all want to yell at Bowles for the third and longs, but like for him to get pressure, he's got to take a risk. And I don't necessarily blame him a lot of the times for that. So uh, I, you know, they can try and draft it. They're going to have to, but even if you draft it, they're going to need a veteran to look up to, which they have in Shaq, and JTS is going on his third year. But, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong of bringing in established presence, somebody who can, you know, who's been there and done that and has been successful doing it. So, to me, those are just some thoughts that, uh, that I have. Not necessarily at the bottom of the barrel, but – some key pieces I think would help this team and uh, really allow them to kind of hone in on what they're looking for in the draft. Yeah. And I mean, we've talked about it numerous times on this show, how good Jason light and John Spitek and, and Mike Greenberg are at working the cap, manipulating the cap. And there's still, you know, especially at edge, there are still some really, really solid players floating out there. I realize free agencies kind of slowed down a little bit, but you, know, you mentioned Frank Clark. You still got Leonard Floyd out there. You got Bud Dupree out there. You got Jadavion Clowney that you talked about. You you know, you know, got Robert Quinn, Yannick Ngakwe. So you have guys out there that if you sign them to two or three years, you know, maybe it's less up front with incentives, and then you're giving them a little bit more on the back end, which, as Cam Jordan illustrated, a lot of guys like that. They like that, that security, that insurance, that – it's not going to be one year and then they're cut, even though they got two years left on the deal kind of thing. So still plenty of options out there. And of course, coming up in a month, we got the NFL draft and Evan is going to tell you why David and my rankings of positions of need in the upcoming draft was a thing of pure genius coming up in just a moment here on Locked on Bucks. Today's episode of Locked On Bucks is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever thought you'd make a good GM, you got to give this game a try. And be forewarned, it's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory to build a historic dynasty. And the best part is you do it your way. I prefer a 3-4 base defense and a vertical attacking offense, so I set out to build my coaching staff, but I found out quickly that not all 3-4 coaches are built the same, and I had to fire a couple of guys. But <laughs> in the end, Ultimate Football GM is fun. It's engaging. It updates regularly with new features and can be played literally everywhere. Wi-Fi, data signal, airplane mode, you can still be the Ultimate Football GM. So you all have been killing the mock draft submissions. We want to see your football dynasties as well. 
Show us your first pick, your best record, and if you win the championship, definitely let us know so that we can pick your brain for ideas to uh, basically steal because the <laughs> NFL is a copycat league. It is. Make sure to use your free 100% boost because Locked On Bucks listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On. That's all one word, all caps, in the game store. Locked On. All caps, all one word. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Wrapping things up here on a beautiful WTSP Wednesday edition of Locked On Bucks podcast. And David and I, going back to Mock Draft Monday, if you haven't listened to that episode, go do that because... We show you the difference between drafting best player available and drafting for positional need. And those are two very different outcomes. Yeah. So uh, make sure you check that out. But we went through and we uh, we did a power ranking of our top five needs for the Buccaneers to address in the upcoming draft. Now, full disclosure, we actually did a top 10 list. Then we whittled it down to five for the show. But at number one, we had safety, then offensive tackle, defensive end, interior offensive line, and then corner rounded out our top five. So I'm curious, Evan, to hear you flood us with compliments and praise for our genius uh, power ranking list here of what the Buccaneers need to focus on in the draft. Say that one more time. Oh, we uh, we went safety, offensive tackle, defensive end, interior offensive line, and cornerback as our top five. Um, okay, I, I kind of I kind of disagree on the interior offensive line. Um, look, you have Gedicky, Hainsey, Walton, Leverett. Like, there's a there's a lot of guys to give playing time to. And I, I think that's what the Bucs want to do this year is figure out who's a keeper, who's not. Um, uh, it, so I, I don't think that's a need. It, it could be a want, but if I were to grab a need, it, it would be tackle. I, I think that's with you moving on from Donovan Smith and probably swinging Tristan Wirfs over to the other side. I know there's the thought of bringing Gedeke to right tackle now. Right. Um, and then, of course, you have Jensen in the middle. Uh, and then Hainsey and Leverett. Maybe, I would say maybe Aaron Stinney if he's hey, Stinney, he's exactly. So so I don't I don't think they're that so I'm not saying that you shouldn't maybe draft a, draft one in a later round. I just don't think it's a top five for me like they've invested pretty heavily probably next year after you kind of figure out what's going on with these players then you probably got to jump back into the fray for another interior offensive lineman I, so i would say it's maybe a year too early um but I, I do i do agree that uh offensive tackle is up there for me now um i i think they need an a, another defensive lineman you know, you can say defensive end. That well, yeah, and that's what we're yeah, what yeah. We're, we're not talking about the edge rushers. We're talking about exactly. the three, four D. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that yes, exactly. That is probably number one on my list. 
I can't tell you how many Todd Bowles press conferences I've listened to about how, or, or Bruce Arians when he was head coach, they need more speed on the line. They need more speed on the line. They need more speed on the line. And that comes from the, the interior, right? Vita Vea should not be leading your team in sacks, but also Never. Vita Vea is there to stuff the run. And if he can just worry about stuffing the run and you have somebody else there to help him, then now you got, now you got to, killer one-two punch. I mean, that's why the Bucks were so dominant in 2020 when you had Vea back for the Super Bowl and then Shaq Barrett also out there. It, I mean, when you have that threat, it just, things change. So, you know, and you had Sue, who was also incredible. Uh, with, right. You know. Uh, well, and, and you, you would hope that Logan Hall takes a, a big step forward. You brought in Gaines, who's kind of the, the block eater. Um but yeah, you're right. They they need more speed. And if Logan Hall doesn't develop the way that they think or they thought he would, um, then you're you're kind of stuck at, yeah. at that spot. Yeah, it's it, I I have to understand what's said inside that room about Logan Hall and whether they they say you know we we used it last year on him. We you know we're going to go in a different direction and give him another year before cycling back. But I just I don't see how they can be a successful team without one. Um, they need they need a linebacker. I don't know what's happening next year. Levante maybe he's on a one year one year one year one year type track that Rondé Barber was doing, but with him and Devin White a question mark entering next season, they need somebody mm -hmm. as uh, as a depth piece. I mean they got nobody nobody. Like if Levante didn't come back, they were screwed, big time screwed. So I think they need a linebacker, and that's not to say that they need one for this season. It's they need one, period, because you can't be entering next year with two of those guys gone. Like you just need to prepare yourself properly. And yeah, and, and then you know I I have defensive back, like you know safety, uh, a slot corner. One of those guys has to be in the, in the mix. Um, you know, I if if a speed was, I mean if. I think it would be really interesting if they went with a Zay Flowers, Jackson Smith, and Jigba in the first round. I think that really adds an element to this offense they've missed since Antonio Brown. Having said that, is that at the top of my list? I don't think so. But yeah, I just, they need to get quicker on the defensive line, defensive end, whatever. Um, they need a linebacker for depth purposes and possibly starting next year. And then I would say they need um, they they need some sort of defensive back, probably two. They probably they probably and this oh. is the draft. This is and this is a draft to do it. So a lot of great uh, DBs out there, safeties. So I I, I would invest. And, and Jason Light has invested uh, heavily into secondary pieces throughout his career. So usually third fourth round, that's kind of where he dips into the DB well which we saw again last year with Zion McCollum. So I would expect a similar route this year. And, um, and then eventually towards the back end, grabbing a tight end, you know, that Dave Canales probably needs a few of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could use half their draft picks on defensive backs and it may still not be enough. I mean, the, the, I, I would not be opposed to a full defensive draft. Yeah. The, the outside of, outside of maybe a tackle, I would be all in on it. The depth chart at safety is Antoine Winfield Jr. That yeah, which I would imagine you are going to bring back next year in, in a big contract. Oh yeah, right. So yeah, and that's that's going to be a fun um, 
social experiment and discussion to have uh, maybe sometime before this season starts or maybe heading into the next offseason is if you got to pick one, are you paying Antoine or are you paying Devin? We're not going to get into that debate today because we are out of time, but it is some food for thought and uh, it may be a question that the Buccaneers have to ask themselves, but that is going to do it for this episode. We want to thank you all for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every single day. David and I will be back tomorrow at some point because hockey happens and I no longer have Thursdays off. I have Tuesday episodes off. So David and I will be back tomorrow to discuss more of this insanity that we call the NFL offseason. But you need to make your second listen locked on NFL scouting with the draft dudes from free agency to the draft salary cap management and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Check out everything that Evan is doing on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10TampaBay.com. And of course, as always, you can send us your mock drafts, your questions, your topic ideas, your thoughts, fears, hopes, dreams, and uh, Baker Mayfield insurance commercial pitches to the email uh, LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or slide into the DMs on Twitter at LockedOnBucks. And then, of course, follow me at JRCO underscore Bucks. Follow Evan at Ekloski WTSP. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.